Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Ralph Michaels coming up this hour, our handicapper at wagertalk.com out in Vegas to take a Vegas view of Saints Rams and Patriots Chiefs. Pick six sports libs also incoming. My commentary online at www.com. The Rams glitz and glamour meets the Saints elegant efficiency. You can read that there or radio.com app. And also if you missed any part of the show, podcast version of the show has my on-air commentary there. Uh, Halftime show for Sunday is going to be Ying Yang Twins and Choppa. That's pretty cool. And then Jimmy Buffett's going to sing the national anthem. So you got Jimmy Buffett, National Anthem. you got Ying Yang Twins, Choppa doing the halftime show. I, I tell you, if you missed on Monday, I, I really mean this, I got goosebumps when they played Choppa style in the Dome because everybody just went berserk on Sunday. And I mean everybody. Upper deck, suites, lower deck, players. Shaw Cam Jordan dancing. Give me more of Choppa. Pelicans and Warriors on the hardwood tonight. And Pelicans have a 31-26 lead in Oakland. Good start for them. Anthony Davis, five points. Drew Holiday with 10, two of three from downtown. Miritich with four and Darius Miller with three off the bench. So the Pelicans in those earned alternate uniforms, the three stripes. I like them here on the road, and we'll see what they do here. Um, against the Warriors, nice drive and bucket by AD down the left side on the low block. He got and just muscled his way up and put it in. So Davis now with seven points. Let's go to the phone lines, 504-260-1870. Rick in Algiers, what's going on? Uh, yeah, how you doing, Seth? Thank you for taking my call. You Enjoy bet. Enjoy show as always. Thanks. Uh, Seth, uh, you know, when you mentioned Tlaib being the 15th-rated cornerback, and, and both he and Peters had certainly qualified corners, but between Arizona and Garoppolo's injury and uh, Seattle becoming a predominantly running team, I think those stats are a bit padded. And if I was the Saints, I would, I would work the receivers downfield and try hitting some underneath stuff on the Rams. And I'll hang up and see what you think. By the way, once again, great show. All right. Thank you, Rick. Uh, well, Peters, I would disagree with you that he's been competent this year. I would say everything the stats say, he's been incompetent out there. Again, he's the 100th ranked cornerback there. Now, the stat and uh, the site that I was referencing, Pro Football Focus, remember they adjust everything for the opposition that you are playing. It's just because you're playing Josh Rosen and one of the worst modern-day NFL offenses we've seen out there in Arizona. They're going to adjust what you do in that game compared to everybody else and what everybody else does against the Cardinals. Against the Seahawks, though, uh, people forget here, Seattle had a very efficient passing game. Russell Wilson probably had his best year of his career. Didn't have the raw numbers because they didn't throw a lot. But I tell you, the Rams got torched by Seattle a couple of times. Seattle put up 30-plus points in both of their games against the Rams this year. Pelicans 36-31 against the Warriors. Continuing to watch that. Let's go to Joey in Pearl River. You want to talk a little Saints here, Joey? Hey, Seth. How's it going this evening, man? Hey, you know, just talking Saints, enjoying the week, Joey, leading up to the NFC title game. I hear you. Well, dude, I enjoyed thoroughly your opening to tonight's show. 
Appreciate it. Oh, my it. God. Yeah. The best anybody can buy, you'll find in Los Angeles. NBA, <laughs> NFL, uh, Major League Baseball, soccer, it doesn't matter. You know, it's just the way it is. Um, but uh, there was one adjustment I wanted to make. Uh, the Rams, the Rams actually had a nine and seven uh, home and away uh, schedule this year. Remember the one in uh, uh, the game they were supposed to play in Mexico City? Oh, the neutral site. Well, are you, are you? Wait a second here. That was a neutral site game that was taken. That wasn't a road game. That was going to be a home game for the Rams. They were actually playing in Mexico City, so that got it back to eight. Joey. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so it's really gonna... if you're if you're going preseason, it would have been seven true home games, eight road games, and that one neutral site game. That game got moved back to L.A. So it was actually their eighth home game. Now they did have nine because they played the Cowboys though in the playoffs. Okay. Well, I just you know because uh, I was just going to ask, what do you think the complexion of that game would look like with Kansas City that was played in L.A. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they had played it in Kansas City, since L.A. was you know under siege like the northern part of the state was at the time yeah. with the fires. Yeah, I, I look, I don't know. Uh, the complexion of the game would have been different. That's one of the best home field advantages in Kansas City in football, a non-existent home field advantage really for Los Angeles right now. I don't know if that will change anytime soon. That fan base very apathetic. Just ask all the sports teams out there, unless you're winning championships and you've got the Los Angeles Lakers plastered on the front of your jerseys. We'll see. Hopefully, that's not the title game. I'd like to see. I like to see Saints Chiefs. Be pretty cool. Finally, get to see uh, the two MVP frontrunners play each other. That's the one matchup we haven't seen this year. Let's go to Tony in Australia. Tony down under, leader of the Hoodad Army. What's up? How are you, Sid? I'm great. How are you? Yeah, good. It's pretty warm down here. It's nearly 100 degrees. But um, I got. I almost got the prediction right when I spoke to you and Steve on Sunday. You did. You did. Yeah, I missed out on the score, but the Superdome was a place where birds came to die. <laughs> That's right. Now we need uh, four-legged um, omnivores. Yeah. Are they omnivores? Yeah, well, no, ver- well, herbivores today. It's sort of winter over there, right? So people will be able to kind of have woolen jackets made because once we once we shear the rams, right, they'll be. Wo- Police everywhere, and people <laughs> turn it into whatever. <laughs> You're saying uh, skin the Rams, make it into a jacket, and then wear that jacket to the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's it. Okay, well, there you go. Well, Peter's probably going to give me a call for that one, Tony, but I'll take the brunt of that one. Uh, <laughs> we're up against the break, man, but take it away. I know uh, what you got here to close it out. Well, we'll beat them. We'll win. And it doesn't matter whether we play the Chiefs, or the the patch, no one's going to beat us. I hope you're right, our defense, Tony. Our defense against the run is top-notch. Our secondary stood up when they needed to be counted. And, like, our O-line, they creep through upright and early with his magic all over the ground. Well, hopefully there's no Jared Goff or Sean McVay magic this week. Thanks for the call, Tony. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you, I know, on Sunday. Tony in Australia, leader of the Houdat Army down under. Got to take a break here. When we come back, Ralph Michaels of wagertalk.com will join us. Talk about all the games, Vegas view of the games here on the last lap. Somewhere Jake Madison is clapping for Nikola Miritich as we were talking earlier today about 
<laughs> Nicholas production off the bench since he's come back. Uh, Miritich has 21 points in 10 minutes off the bench. 21 points in 10 minutes from Miritich off the bench. Pelicans looking good. On the road against the Warriors, 59-45. Obviously, still a long time to go against that team, but we'll see if they can make it five out of the last six there. All right, we'll get to sports libs coming up. Also, uh, a very special commentary of mine. Please stick around till the end of the show. But first, it is pick six time. Six picks against the spread. We've been doing this all football season. And and I find myself in last place for the first time this year. We're all over 500. I'm barely over 500, barely paying for the VIG here. Tim, if we were going by percentage, he would already wrap this up. He's got 54. He's 54 and 41. Logan's 54 and 49. And I'm 53 and 50. So, Logan, come on in here. Logan at Master Control. I get to fade you and Tim. Now, do you have Tim's picks? Yes, I do have Tim's picks. Okay, this is good. I was going to call some kind of penalty on Tim if he didn't send his picks in because I get to fade him. He sent them in as we came in the segment. Ah, okay. So here we go. Six picks against the spread. And, Logan, you will start it off for since you and Tim are tied. Saints against the Rams. Saints are a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Yes. Uh, I'm – I'm going to take the Saints here, uh, even though Eagles did wind up covering last week. Uh, you know, we still, you know, pulled out the game, and this is a three-and-a-half point favorite. This is basically you win the game by at least a field goal. So uh, I'm going I'm to take the Saints here. All right, you're taking the Saints. What about Tim? Tim is also taking the Saints here. Yeah, I'm going to go Saints here. Uh, just dome field advantage. It's going to be amped up here in the Superdome. I like that side, just like Ralph said. So we're all on the Saints there. Let's go to Chiefs-Patriots. Chiefs are three-point favorites at home against the Patriots. Uh, I don't know here, man. I'm going to have to take the Patriots. Ah. So you're taking the Patriots to cover, not necessarily to win, but at yeah, least just, cover. Just to cover. Uh, what about Tim? Uh, Tim also has the Patriots here. No joke. I feel like I'm going to make up ground here. Give me, and I can't believe I'm getting value here in the game with the Chiefs. I am all over the Chiefs. Give me the Chiefs. Everybody's on the Chiefs. This is the home Chiefs who just allowed, what are they allowing, like 14 points a game at home with that defense who's not good on the road? Pretty good at home. Can rush the passer. I don't know if the Patriots can keep up here, even though you've got maybe the greatest cold-weather quarterback of all time. I think it's something like 15-3 and when the weather's under 20 degrees which it will be. I like the Chiefs, though. Love the Chiefs. I love this. I find, okay, I'm making up ground here, guys. I will be making, I will make up ground with that pick. Next up, Saints against the Rams. The over-under is 57 here. Where are you guys going? Uh, I'm going to have to go under here. I don't, I don't think it's going to be a super hard shootout game by any means. Uh, and, yeah, it's just, just about all I got for it. Uh, Tim also has under here. I'm going to go under as well. That seems just a little bit high, which probably means it's going to be some kind of shootout and we're going to go over. It was 80, 80 combined points or something like that the last time these two teams played. I don't want to lose any ground here, though. I'm going to take the side that everybody seems to be on, and the one that Ralph was on, I will take the under. Chiefs against the Patriots over under 55 and a half. That's come down two and a half points in the last 24 hours or so. I'm going to have to take the uh, I'm gonna have to take the under here. I just... As as you said, they're going to be rushing that passer, and I don't, I don't see the Patriots scoring a ton of points here. It's also why I chose the Patriots to cover here. I don't necessarily think ah. they win, 
but okay. it, I also don't think it's going to be a super high-scoring game. All right, what's Timmy got? Tim also, uh, sorry, Tim has over here. I'm going to take the over. I'm with Tim here. I just I, these two teams and these two offenses, two of the four best offenses in the league. You basically need a 28-27 game, and you're pushing here. I know there's you got the hook, you got the half point, but that's the kind of game you need, which I see it. So I will take the over in Chiefs Patriots. The next prop bet here, Michael Thomas passing, uh, receiving yards. It says rushing. I'm going to go receiving. If this is Michael Thomas rushing yards, I'm taking the under on 98 and a half. Uh, <laughs> but Michael Thomas receiving yards over under 98 and a half. Where are you guys going? Uh, I'm going to have to take the under here. I... I don't feel like this game I, – I don't feel like either one of these games are going to be super high-scoring or super action-packed. I feel like it's going to be like everyone on the edge of their seats, no one really going anywhere but still trying to make the effort here. But both defenses are just not going to give anything. So uh, I'm, I'm going to take the under here. What's Tim got? Tim has under. Yeah, I got to take the under two. I, I'm not just trying to copy you guys here, but this seems like a lot of yards, and you'll probably see Aqib Talib shadowing him. I don't think you'll see Marcus Peters with the way he was abused by Michael Thomas last time. Bracket coverage as well. I think if the Saints get yards, and I do think there's yards to be had, I think it's on the ground. I think it's with Alvin Kamara out of the backfield, some of the other receivers, but that's a lot of yards with an over-under. I will take the under. Finally, Jared Goff passing yards over-under 288. Uh, again, with this narrative I'm going for, uh, I only see Jared Goff going under 288. Uh, Tim has him going over. That's a lot of passing yards here, especially with, I think, how they're going to try to run the football. That's one big play, though. I will go the under. I got to go oppo with Tim. I got to make some oppo picks here. I'm going to go under 288 and a half. Jared Goff passing yards. It's a pretty good number, though, here. I just wonder if they're not able to run the football, that might creep up to 350-plus yards if they're just throwing all over the place, which they might, which I think would benefit the Saints. But that's where I go here. Okay, that's pick six. So just my picks here. I'm on the Saints, minus 3.5. I'm on the Chiefs, minus 3. I'm on the Saints under 57. I'm on the Chiefs over 55.5, under Michael Thomas uh, receiving yards, 98 and a half, and under Jared Goff, passing yards, 288 and a half. You want to run through yours and Tim's again? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, I am on the Saints, uh, three, and a half point uh, three and a half point favorites. I'm also with them to score under the 57 uh, total points in this game. I'm also with the Patriots. Uh, I also have them as under for the 55.5 total points. Uh, I'm under the Michael Thomas receiving yards at 98.5, and I'm under the Jared Goff passing yards at 288.5. Uh, I, I went under for literally everything. Yeah, there you go. Uh, what about Timmy? And Tim has the Saints. Uh, he also went under on their game. Uh, he has the Patriots going over on their game. Uh, he is under on Michael Thomas, and he is over on Jared Goff. Okay, there we go. Pick six in the books. we got one more to go. Hopefully the Saints are involved in that one on Super Bowl Sunday. We're going to take a break. When we come back, Sports Libs. That's next, our nightly venture into the madness that is Sports Libs here on The Last Lap. Text from the 985. Seth, how about using the sacrificial lamb adjective when referring to L.A. in the Dome, considering their species, and Drew being the goat. 
Who dat? Joey in Pearl River. Nice job, Joey. I like that one. All right, time for some sports libs here. We do this every night. Think Mad Libs, sports style, and Logan Falgu. MC Logan, MCLF, behind the glass. Fire up some music, man. What you got for me tonight? All right. Uh, what I got for you tonight is about six, maybe seven questions. Okay, I like it. Uh, you know, the typical fill in the blank. There are a few, uh, sorry, there are a couple uh, actual questions in here. So okay. be ready for that. Uh, also, one real quick thing before we get started here. I love that about football the most, I think. It's just the really weird statistics that people sure. can throw out. Like that one you threw out about Tom Brady, where it's like he's he's so many yards when the weather is under 20 degrees. <laughs> right. Yeah, the splits and stuff. Baseball's a little like that, too, for us stats nerds. Uh, really quickly here, people asking, Pelicans 70, Warriors 64, under a minute to go in the second quarter. All right, let's get started here. So first one up. The Saints will utilize blank against the Rams most this game. Alvin Kamara. I think he's going to be the focal point of that offense because I think you're either going to see Tlaib on him, which has the capability not to shut him down but slow him down. Bracket coverage, too. You won't see Peters on him, I would not think. I think Alvin Kamara is going to have a major game and should have a big game if they're going to advance to a Super Bowl. So Alvin Kamara, I think, is the right answer there. All right, next one up here. Blank will stand out in this game between the Saints and the Rams. Can I say hopefully not the officiating? That's my answer to that blank. What will stand out? Blank will stand out. Hopefully not the officiating will stand out here. They have Bill Venovich, which you heard earlier on Sports Talk, them talking about just how up in arms the Rams fan base is, wondering why a guy who has officiated eight straight losses for the Rams franchise who's officiating the NFC title game. Uh, too bad, so sad. That'll be my answer. Hopefully not the officiating, because if it stands out, I don't want to see that again. The Saints were on the brunt end of some bad calls last week, but survived it. You really said it. All right, next one up here. Dome noise will have a blank impact on this game. Major. Major impact. Huge. Massive. Gargantuan. Titanic. Whatever other adjective you want. Major. I mean, this is an offense that thrives at home because of all and not to just beat this horse and i guess you're going to hear about this through sunday until game time but they're just so good at making checks at the line of scrimmage especially when sean mcveigh is still in jared goff's head but when it gets loud and goff isn't able to hear clearly and he's not able to signal clearly and also the offensive line isn't able to make their checks in the noise that is a major major factor so stock up on the throat lozenges drink a lot of fluids and be ready to be loud on sunday for all three hours there saints fans i don't care if the saints get up by three scores like they were uh, earlier in the season and the dome kind of got quiet you can't have that again need it to be loud the whole time all right next one up here out of the two games happening, I think blank will be the better of the two. The two being Saints versus Rams and Chiefs versus Patriots. I'm just going to default by saying this. I think the two best teams in football are the Saints and the Rams, so my answer there would be Saints-Rams. I think that will decide the Super Bowl champion. I think whoever wins this, I think, is going to be a – well, they will be a favorite – against whoever they're playing over from the AFC. But I also think I would expect them to cover that relatively small spread. So I think this is kind of a de facto Super Bowl. Look, you got to go play that game. Everybody thought the Patriots would kind of wipe out the Eagles last year. You have to play that game. Nothing's given. But I'll just default to the two best teams in football playing here in the Superdome on Sunday. All right, next one up here. 
Too many people are overlooking blank being a big factor in this upcoming game. That's a good question. Special teams. That's what fans usually do. And specifically the kicking game. Greg Zerline has a monstrous leg for the Rams he has the capability and I really mean this to hit a 65 plus yard field goal not that they will try that except for in very specific circumstances the Rams will and then you have Will Lutz who missed that 50 plus yarder last week which would have iced away the game and gave Nick Foles a chance here the kicking game specifically the field goal game I think has a chance in a game like this to decide things and hopefully Lutz bounces back from a very rare miss for him all right next one up here is a question how long do you think it's going to take the Saints to get going in this game against the Rams? Oh, quickly. I don't think it's going to – quick. It's, we're not going to have a redo of last week. It's just not going to happen. It just won't happen. You don't see this team have slow starts like that on multiple weeks. I know it happened down the stretch. It won't happen again. Mark it down. All right. Last one up here. Drew Brees is going to have a blank time trying to pass against this defense. A tougher time than he did in the regular season because they have Tlaib back and also the banged-up left side of the offensive line. I think that's going to allow Aaron Donald and Michael Brockers and and Fowler if he rotates over there. I think that he's going to have a much tougher time throwing the football. If the run game gets going, that'll help everybody out, including Drew. That's Sports Libs. Thank you, MCLF, Logan Behind the Glass. Let me take a break. We're going to come back. Special commentary here is one of our dear friends here at WWL Radio, Tony D'Amico, passed away uh, yesterday. Friend of mine, longtime member of our prep football coverage, and Tommy Bosch and I are going to come in here and finish the show uh, remembering Tony D. That comes up next. So I mentioned um, yesterday closing the show, um, that's uh, not closing the show, but um, on my social media that a, a very l- per- dear personal friend of mine and longtime member of our prep football coverage here at WWO Radio, uh, Tony D'Amico, uh, affectionately known as Tony D. He passed away yesterday after a battle, his second battle with cancer. And it's still pretty difficult to process for everybody here at the station, um, all of Tony's friends and and his family, it was um, relatively sudden, and it's it's hit home hard here. We're a very close, tight family at WWL, but also really especially our prep football crew. We're all brothers and, and sisters out there, and Tony was certainly a brother and a very dear friend of mine. It's a big-hearted guy and indomitable spirits, and to the end, that's how he was. And uh, Tommy Bosch, who's a friend of mine and a friend of Tony's and has worked with Tony for a very long time uh, in prep football, is joining us now just to say a few words and remember Tony. Um, Tommy, how do you remember Tony? And I know he meant a lot to you, too. Well, he did. And, you know, the the interesting thing about Tony is it was all about the kids, and and he really understood the impact that that prep football and all prep, prep athletics you know, had on on the athletes that that come through the ranks, and 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 he was always you know down on the field before the game, talking to to any kids that'll listen to him, um, you know, interacting with him, asking them how things are going. Uh, he he was just so so positive about you know the impact football had on on kids, and and that's you know that's what was really interesting about being around Tony is is is. As much as he loved being on the radio and he loved giving his opinion, 
he really loved talking to the kids day in and day out. Yeah, he did. And we're passionate about high school football. We wouldn't do it for as long as we have for, you know, pennies, especially you uh, and all the guys and gals volunteering every week. But I don't know if I've met anybody um, in my very two decades plus covering high school sports that was more passionate about amateur athletics and prep sports and really prep football than than Tony was. Uh, Tommy, he just he had a heart of gold, and it was a big heart, and he showed it every single night that he was out there on the gridiron. He did. I've, I've had some, some emails and some texts from coaches talking about what a loss prep football, you know, has with, with Tony's passing. But, you know, Seth, a, a really quick funny story. A couple of years ago, we were working a game out at uh, the Shrine on Airline, and and I believe it was Warren Easton. They had this this defensive lineman, and as we were walking, you know, amongst the players and the coaches, we he ended up hearing that this this kid's nickname was Bam Bam, and and you know he was he was like they listed him at six foot. He was probably five ten. They listed him at three three ten. I think he was a little bit north of that, but. After the end of the game, you know, Tony loved calling out nicknames. And, you know, he was doing play-by-play. I was doing color. And, he, was, you know, Bam Bam was making plays left to right. We went a break in, like, the third quarter. I said, I said Tony, this kid's got 40 tackles already. And, you know, there are other, key, other kids that are, that are, you know, making plays. He says, yeah, but you know how much they probably enjoy hearing Bam Bam on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Uh, my, my, one of my first interactions with Tony – is I was here in the building, and I remember Emile Gaucher, who worked and kind of helped start a prep football coverage, he was walking around uh, with this you know, gray-haired guy, and they were talking prep football, and I kind of recognized the voice and knew it was Tony D. He had no idea who I was at that point. And I kind of uh, you know, introduced myself and said, hey, you know, I'm going to be doing uh, prep football on Friday nights. And he you know, kind of sizes me up, looks me up and down, and he goes, Oh, so you're this guy from the West Coast. You think you know a lot about football, huh? All right, I'll see you on Friday. And I'll tell you, uh, by about two weeks after that, Tony and I were pretty much uh, you know, giving each other big hugs because we were working together every night doing play-by-play out there. So um, he was a guy that if, if he let you in um, to that big heart of his, and you know this, Tony, that uh, you were in. And um, I know, like you said, everybody's – he made such an impact, and everybody – we're all going to miss him. I think everybody in high school sports across the state is going to miss him. Man. He, he really did and, and some of the best times I had with him was really on Saturday nights he and I would go watch football games together you know we weren't working a game it wasn't on the air and we could really stand there and just talk about football the whole time and and as knowledgeable as he was about football he was you know he was close to a lot of coaches and a lot of people that are around you know prep football and it, it was it was almost like you know, he introduced you to ten people every night. You know, yeah. every time you were out there, ten people you hadn't met before. Tony knew, and and like I said, just such a big personality, big heart, and uh, really understood. You know, the place that the game played in in kids' lives, and and tried to emphasize that his whole time. Uh, Tommy Bosch, um, look, thank you for saying a few words here. I know uh, Tony really loved you, and uh, I guess we'll see you out there on Friday, man. Thank you so much. Sounds good. Thank you, Seth. All right. Tommy Bosch there. Again, remembering uh, Tony D., part of our prep football coverage, passing away yesterday uh, after a battle with cancer at the age of 65. If if he touched you, and I know a lot of people who listen to prep sports, it will be um, an open funeral mass celebrated at Our Lord Catholic Church at 1900 Greenwood Drive in Laplace on Friday at noon, and there will be a, a viewing, a visitation at the Reverend uh, or at the church by Reverend Walter Austin, 10 a.m. until noon 
on Friday. So again, Friday at noon at Our Lord Catholic Church in Laplace, the services for Tony D. I'm Seth Dunlap. That's going to do it for our show. Thanks to everybody for joining us here today. Thanks to Logan Falgu. And thanks to our guests, Robert Mays, Ralph Michaels, and Steve Court, also Jake Madison. I'm Seth Dunlap. We'll be back tomorrow. And here is, in honor of Tony D, our moment is in. Here's some of his calls at the state championships. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.